When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Geekscapists. Welcome to our brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host. And if this is your first Geekscape, well, strap yourselves in. We're going to be talking movies, video games, comic books, some TV, and really everything that's kind of a part of the geek sphere right now. We'll be talking a little bit of news and reviews. Our good friends Chris Mancini and Fernando Pinto, who's responsible for the Geekscape logo and much, much more, are going to be talking about uh, the return of their series, Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Ember. They've been on the show before. They've been kickstarting their comics. They're going to be talking a bit about the creative process, working together again, and uh, what you can expect from the second volume of that book uh, and how you can help out. Uh, Katie's going to be joining me. She's back, and I'm really sorry about not having an episode for y'all next week. Y'all are like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry. We're only here for Ian Kerner when he talks about um, things like, <laughs> I don't know, whenever he has the Marvel and DC specials. Everybody loves Ian Kerner. I love Ian Kerner, so it makes sense. Um, but we do talk a little bit of movies and comics. Let me think uh, what's going on in the geek sphere right now. Uh, why I didn't have an episode last week, I was just like triple, quadruple, what's past quadrupled, pentupled, uh, booked uh, with work. And I just had to text Katie. I was like, I don't have it in me. I just can't find the hour of the week to do a Geekscape episode and then clean it up and get it out to y'all. That's just what happened. I got swallowed by work. I got a little greedy. Uh, I had some creative clients and I, uh, I took on another creative client. And then my producer, Jay Williams called and was like, Jonathan, I need some help with some work before CinemaCon, which is going on right now. It's like the big theater sales thing going on in Vegas right now. And uh, they needed some help on this new project. And uh, I swooped in and I guess I triple dipped on client work. And that was awesome for everything but my stress level. <laughs> I like making stuff, man. I like making stuff. And when people are like, hey, you want to make some stuff? I go, hell yeah, I want to make some stuff. And I don't know when to say no. And that's what happened last week. So I did not make 
a Geekscape episode for you. And I'm really sorry. You know how rare that is. But we're back now. And guess who else is back? Because we're back now. My friend Katie. What's up? Katie's caffeinated. <laughs> I, I'm definitely caffeinated with my Ted Lasso mug. Um, yeah. No, it's fantastic. I feel you on the taking on too much work, though. I feel like I just said a tentative yes to someone that I was like, am I going to have time for this? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, our longtime uh, old Geekscape writer, um, Eric Diaz, we were trying to find a way to have dinner. And uh, I just straight up was like, hey, man, mid-September. That's like a month from now. I said, I'm sorry. It's going to be a month from now. I just want to be safe with not canceling on people. Uh, let me tell you, I had Fernando and Chris who were on this episode. They were supposed to be on last week's episode. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like... I don't know if I've heard back from Chris. I had heard back from Chris because they were going to record on Wednesday. I don't even record on Wednesdays. I had written an email that was full of garbage. It was like, y'all want to do what? I had asked them to do a podcast on Wednesday. Pretty I don't real. do the, I only do the show on Mondays uh, for the most part. <laughs> sometimes and Tuesdays. Occasionally. Sometimes Tuesdays. <laughs> but now like Matt Kelly is trying to like put Twitch streams on Tuesdays. And like, we're trying to, Geekscapers, we're trying to put a lot of cool content up on your on the YouTube page, on the uh, the Twitch. We're trying to do a lot of cool stuff, and our podcasters are doing a great job with it. Yeah, but uh, just got all mixed up. Right, you know what? Network's doing amazing. Yeah, you got to delegate, man. You got to delegate. It's the hardest thing, especially when you have a baby. Uh, You got to delegate some tasks. Somebody's got to change the diaper. You know, Uh, that's Matt Kelly. (laughs) That's Matt Kelly. Uh, Somebody's got to burp the baby. Uh, In support of the baby, please understand that we have that Patreon that we just started for Matt Kelly uh, because he's running a lot of this stuff. And uh, we recorded a Patreon episode earlier this morning. So if you all want to hear that because you won't get it on this feed, you got to go support Matt patreon for geekscape like this stuff will help geekscape and we'll find some stuff to release uh we finished filming a short over the weekend we did a lot of stuff i'm like falling apart (laughs) uh christopher robinson says maybe you should get an assistant that would be matt kelly uh one of the i don't know if he's an assistant so much as he's not really an assistant he's he's kind of like he's just running the damn thing uh our good friend david wilt's back he's been on the show uh with comments before saying one of the favorite series i used to watch was hercules the legendary journeys ryan reynolds played the main character in a prequel called young hercules was it I, i don't think it was ryan reynolds i think it was what's his name from the notebook oh uh Whoa, help me with this. You have a poster of on your wall. Wait, Heidi's calling me from the other room. Heidi, help me out here. I'm so mad at myself. It's another Ryan. It's Ryan Gosling. Gosling. That's right. Gosling was young Hercules. I'm not much of a rom com person. It takes a lot for me to watch. Ryan Gosling was also in that rom com called Drive, where a bunch of people got mutilated. I did did see that. I did see that. Enjoy that. that. I like rom com. Notebook, though. Uh, Why would I see that? that? I lived it. Um, no, no, I did not. No, that was that. That was that was a lie. Um, I did though. While we're talking about Ryan's, I thought about you, Katie. Oh, that's nice. So it's I think nice about to be you thought all of. The time. I think about you all the time. But I went to see uh, this movie, Free Guy, with Ryan oh, dude. Reynolds, aka yeah. Katie oh. the movie, basically. Because <laughs> let me just drop it real quick for you, and then we're gonna get I'm Fernando and Chris in here. Okay, Free Guy, 
was a lot of fun. And it's yeah. Ryan Reynolds, and yeah. he's playing an NPC in like a world that's basically Far Cry slash GTA, mm-hmm. hyper violent, but it's also got mechanics um like uh Fortnite and stuff where you can build it's got it's got it's it's basically got a lot of shout outs to a lot of your favorite video games you're know, going to recognize a lot of the language there kind of love um that. it's got some deep cuts okay. look out for the mega buster from mega man little things like that and so you got this npc filled open world city mm-hmm. um and Ryan Reynolds one day starts getting a little bit of sentience and isn't just the guy who works at the bank uh, but there are a bunch of players in the world, of course, and right. the players have sunglasses on and they're allowing and that allows them to see things like the heads up display in a video uh, game, like select their weapons, select their power ups and also see the missions and things like that are floating in the uh, in the world. And it's a lot of GTA. It's a lot of hyper violence. It's a lot of fun in cartoony. Um, but sunset this, overdrivey. Yeah. And this character ends very at sunset overdrivey. And this yeah. character ends up getting the sunglasses and uh, meanwhile, in the real world, you've got a, a programmer. You got two programmers, and they they're kind of one of them's working for the company. The other one's basically thinking that the company that's run by Taika Waititi, uh, playing a bad guy, yeah. is uh, yeah, I has, love when he plays. stolen their original game's code and used it as the spine, like the as the framework for got this it. world. So okay. there's a hyper, there's like a super popular, this is the most popular game in the world. Ryan Reynolds' character lives in it. His name's just Guy. He works at a bank. And um, this programmer uh, is thinks that that the, the code for her game has been stolen and is the, the basis for the framework for this very popular game. And and uh, so she plays the game. She's the love interest in the, oh. that you see in the trailer. And she plays That's this also- game. And she's, it's played she's, by um, what's her name uh, from Orphan, not Orphan Black. You're uh, gonna have to look it up, Katie. Bull, I'm trying okay. to run a podcast now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, look, look, look it up right now. I'm also, serious. I wanted to yeah. m- mention that, that it's Quintuple, which comes out. Quintuple, one, yeah, quintuple yeah, quintuple. quintuple. Yeah, you got it. I like it. Okay, <laughs> I got Quintuple booked. Okay. So, um, so she's in the world trying to find any evidence that her code is in there, and she runs into Ryan Reynolds and maybe they're the solutions to each other's problems inside the game. They got to figure this out. I got to tell you, um, you knew it was going to be a lot of fun. You knew this movie was going to be, uh, I just thought it was great. What I didn't expect with this game was when Taika starts losing his stuff, his shit mm-hmm. and saying like, reboot the system, erase them. This is this that we started to actually have a little bit of a discussion about the morality of AI and mm. what makes people human. And this is that I didn't expect it from free guy, but okay. That's cool. it's in there and it's fun. So go see this movie. If you enjoy video games, because you're going to, it's, it's a perfect movie that shouts out some of your favorites. Um, and of course, if you like Ryan Reynolds and you like the comedies and this and that, go see it. Um, I don't want to tell you too much because there's a lot of fun Easter eggs in it. Um, and I, the part that surprised me the most wasn't just how much I enjoyed this movie. It's that conversation that started being like, wait, 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 wait. If he is now developing sentience as an NPC, what is the moral obligation to keep him alive instead of just pulling the plug on this whole thing as he gets further and further, further 
uh, and developing his own personality. So Free Guy, Free Guy was awesome. Awesome. Definitely, definitely dug it. And That's I thought about you because you're always playing the Fortnite. I am, like, and and he's actually in Fortnite now. He they put him in as like little stopping posts mm-hmm. where you can get new missions and things. It's a lot of fun, and, yeah. and some of the missions are like get hit by a car. It's, it's very funny. And and Chris Robinson asked me if I wanted to get if I needed an assistant. I have an assistant, Chris. She just reported in. Heidi says she's Jodie uh, Comer the, the, from the Killing Eve. Thank you. The lead actress is Jodie Comer from Jodie Comer from Killing Eve, who's also in the Duel that's coming out, the Ridley Scott movie. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Totally difference. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Chris Robinson says I actually heard the movie sucks, but you haven't led me astray yet, so I'll check it out. Um, okay. Yeah, Chris. You know what? People, <laughs> what is that sound? Uh, I think it's my blinds. I can go boot those. Well, your blinds they're are moving. haunted. Yeah, they're haunted. Geekscape, do you hear the click clack patty whack that's going on over here in Katie's world? <laughs> I can also get my assistant to come in and, and tape those down. Those Mark, <laughs> don't you run streaming games for like during the day and that nobody complains about the haunted blinds? Yeah, no, uh, only because just now the wind started to blow and I forgot that I had the windows open. So this is coming from a guy who regularly records with sirens in the background. Because I live in the world from Free Guy. Yeah, and I live in a haunted world. So, you know. You live in Luigi's Mansion. I live in Liberty City. I think this is the way it goes. (laughs) I live in San Andreas and you live in freaking Luigi's Mansion. Casper comes by. Um, All right, well, Geeks gave us nice. (laughs) <laughs> you know what we're working with here. Uh, why don't we haunt our listeners yes. with some guests? Yeah, that's right, Chris. Get ready to become on camera. Uh, <laughs> good friend Chris Mancini returns to Geekscape, as does the man who helped start the Geekscape. That would be our good friend, uh, Fernando Pinto. Let me get that banner off the screen. Um, hey, Fernando. Hello again. Hey, guys. We would, we would not hey. have a Geekscape logo without Fernando Pinto. And sure. I would not have a barometer for whether or not I'm funny if not for Chris Mancini, <laughs> who ran the Comedy Film Nerds podcast for a very long time. And as I told Katie, I was like, you're going to want to be on this podcast because Chris is very in tune with the stand-up world here in L.A., the comedy world globally. And he's a fantastic writer and comedian. And they have this new book out that uh, is getting kickstarted right now. It's called Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Emperor. Dragon Master. I'm Very sorry. Nice. I'm sorry. Okay. Please don't hit me. So close, close enough. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to rise the dra- Kung Fu <laughs> <Yeah>. Dragon <laughs> Master. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they got a little Kickstarter. We'll talk about it here in a bit. But if you want to know about it right now and you're watching the show and you're like, no, no, I want to know now, <laughs> then just visit whitecatentertainment.com and you can find out about it. Fantastic. Boys, why is there a volume two? <laughs> because volume one was uh, successfully funded and we had to break up the story into two uh, bite-sized pieces for uh, for people. And uh, because it, it's, I didn't, I don't like doing like issues. Like I kind of like, you know, cause we come from a film background. I like doing everything at once. So my graphic novels are at least like a hundred pages or more at a time. So when you break them up pages. into bites. I was just going to say Fernando. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. It's very true. Yeah. 
Chris just likes to run at the mouth, and yeah, Fernando's yeah, like, like by you... now, fifty-seven yeah. ninjas yeah. come through the door. God damn it! Yeah. All right, Fernando, this do is you one do page. per frame? Like, what's the rate going? How do you, how do you, how do you charge yeah. this guy? Enter yeah, George you Perez all of a sudden. It's 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 always when it's a script too. I'm like, oh well, this this can't be that many pages. Then when you convert it to the actual comic book script, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a. Uh, one page has a fight scene that goes four pages. So there's a, clearly a lot more panels than uh, we usually start with. I actually want to ask you about that. So you, Tyrant, you actually write this in like final draft or in screenplay format, and then you put it into open script? I do. I break it down because I like kind of, uh, I've been writing screenplays for so long that yeah, I actually sense. start that way. And then I convert it to a, um, a comic book script and then go from You're panel a monster. To yeah. And, and then I don't see my family for six months. Oh, now, Fernando. Yeah. But no, I mean, I remember writing comics and I try and I wrote them in open script. And mm. I think Brian and Michael Bendis does the same thing you do, Chris. He writes, in Final Draft or one of the screenplay formats. And Brian Michael Bendis is one of the biggest comic book writers of the last 20 years. And he should be respected as a, a very successful and prolific writer. Um, but he has, even within Final Draft or whatever screenplay format he uses, he has like a specific, this is a comic book. I will economize it as such so that when I transfer it to an artist, the artist doesn't hate me for the rest of my life. Yeah, I go um, the other way. I, uh, <laughs> oh, no. Fernando, how you doing? I just want to check in just randomly. Fernando, My hands, they hurt. The hands. I'm just trying. They do not work yeah. anymore. I, I will so, say this, uh, um, yeah. that uh, as I was kind of learning the format and, you know, getting from screenplay to uh, comic book form, like uh, Fernando bro, was very your patient. Comic. And this is not your was, first uh, comic. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's very patient. And uh, the learning curve... Uh, was uh, a lot less on the second time around. And uh, it, it's, I, I'll tell you, if I didn't have such a patient artist, I might not be making a third book. So it, it's been really good. I don't think he would be either. It's, yeah. been, <laughs> it's been a really good experience. I know. <laughs> but no, it's, but uh, like, so basically, yeah. I, I tell uh, Fernando, like, all right, well, what are you doing from April to October? Right. <laughs> wow. No, but basically, okay. like, like Chris will put like a bunch of panels and every once in a while I'll be like, all right, you don't need three panels for this. I'm just going to do a big one. So you can get like more of an action shot. Right. And Chris is like super open yeah. to that. So it, it, yeah. like the, the working relationship has, has uh, all the edges have been smoothed out after t over 200 pages of comics. So yeah. You yeah. had to berate him first though, right? Like, <laughs> uh, uh, did you just do this thing? Where, like, Fernando Chris gave me um, gentle instruction. We'll put it that way. So, <laughs> So, so Chris probably yes. gets some pages back and you're like, hey, Fernando, it's missing the thing that it didn't need. Yes, yeah, Chris, yeah, yeah. it is. Well, and that's, that's it with pictures. That's what's so great. Like, you know, when you have a good collaborator and we've gotten to like a shorthand now, like I'll, I'll even just before I even um, describe like a page or a panel, sometimes I'll just shoot him an email and say, look, how would this work better? How many panels? How many? How should we do it? It's like, oh, we should do this great and then we do it and then sometimes it's like well i really want you to draw those extra panels um and oh, and so we go down. back and forth and it's a better book for it like you know because comics like filmmaking is a collaborative effort like if you uh um if you have a great collaborator like fernando like it just makes the book better because he sees things that i don't see and i see things that he may not see and it's um it it, it makes a better book in the long run fernando do you agree with that 
<laughs> yes, I do. That no one is forcing me to say these words. I do agree. No, no, actually, uh, yeah, Chris is super open with it. Uh, I think uh, when you first start working with anybody, you're very protective of what you want to do. Like Chris would see sure. it one way, I would see it one way. I'd be like, no, this this shouldn't be like. So after a while, you get to know each other and you get to like a certain rhythm. Then the conversation is a little more open. Like when you start, it's always a little uh, a little difficult maybe but but by now like we did a long going far away and that was like 180 pages or something the first yeah. volume of this was uh 80 something pages and now we're doing this, uh, a third comic together so now it's it's working by now yeah there's it's a cool. short now the, the other thing too i'm noticing yeah. with fernando like he he's getting my sense of humor like in the panel too like he'll draw something okay. like oh this is going to be funny but he makes it like even funnier like there's a fight in a coffee shop coming up with a, a big martial arts fight in a coffee shop. And he drew it where I was like laughing out loud. I had already written it. I knew what it was supposed to look like. But the way he drew it added like another uh, level of funny oh, to uh, to a coffee shop martial arts brawl. Now, what what is it that you do, Fernando, that kind of brings the funny a little bit out? Well, Katie, I know it's just like, it's a Katie, whole thing. I'm trying to get Mark uh, to come in and do this thing. How far away is that window? Turn turn the camera. Let me see this 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 window. Okay, Geekscapeus, we're going to do this right now. There's the window. We're not going to watch Katie go and close it. No, no, keep yeah, the keep no. it. Just no, go because you're gonna window. see my pajama pants. Oh, <laughs> We're not doing okay. that. <laughs> okay, Katie, sneak off. And close. Also... Oh, is that Mark? Is Mark in the room? That was Mark. <laughs> He's uh in a towel right now. Uh... Oh, definitely turn the camera. Wow. Let's see oh, this. Oh, you Let's guys are in Zoom oh, wardrobe. Just got okay. Yes. Yo. Only... Do what she asks. I get the hose. <laughs> but OnlyFans is closing. We need this. I don't. <laughs> Mark, you're our only fans now. <laughs> Mark is okay. just going to be, he's gone now. Windows closed. <laughs> Sorry about that, listeners. Uh, we just had a little bit of almost visual humor. Uh, Fernando's going to do a punch up on it here in <laughs> a little bit and make it funnier <laughs> than it was. Funnier. I guess. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, it was 28 pages when Chris got done with it, and uh, we. <laughs> so, Such an what, what really, Why do people do a show? <laughs> what I was really trying to ask Fernando is, um, like, when you get like a, a funny scene and you you take a look at it, like, what are the first things like like that you consider in order to make it like that extra mile of funny, or like to bring I, that out? I will be completely honest with you. I. I'm not thinking about Chris. I'm just thinking about myself <laughs> and trying to make myself laugh. And apparently that works with Chris, so we're good. Yep. I'll show this guy. This is what he gets for writing a 200-page script. Yeah. If I, if I try to read whatever, like, I, I don't know. Uh, I just visualize it. Like, I just see it in some way in my, in my head. And I think after, like, years of just watching funny stuff, you know, I just – you get a sense for it. And I, that's sort of my, my thing uh, anyway. Like all of the projects that I've done by myself are usually like have a comedic slant to them. So sure. that's that's kind of what I like. So I, I think it just works, I think. And Chris, um, you don't add panels or any of that? No, no, I do. I, okay. I break okay. down the, uh, the panels. But you put from, it uh, in, page page. you put it where the action would be in a in a in a screenplay and you use the slug lines i'm guessing as panel one one whatever right pretty much yeah okay. mm -hmm. 
Wow, this is like All super right. technical. Well, we're really getting. I know we're really I, I getting into the weeds. Y'all have been on the show multiple times, and I want to <laughs> know about this stuff because I mean, just out of my own self interest, like yeah. I like writing scripts. I did not enjoy writing comics because of the economy that it, yeah, the format. Like you had to break it into a certain economy, and it felt like I was shot listing and writing a comic, or it felt like I was writing a, uh, in like shot listing at the same time and there's just not a yeah. whole lot of flow so i understand why chris does it i understand why brian michael bendis just opens up and lets it fly um you're directing there's a way it around it yeah, yeah and I, I was like no let's let's just focus on story and character first and then let's see then you know you can always direct visuals obviously you could say you know you only give the audience when you're writing a script you only give the audience what you want them to see and that's how you direct on the page here you're really getting literal right. with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bolt T says, "Wait, wait, what's the name of the character on the Geekscape logo?" Oh, do you know that, Fernando? I know that obviously. <laughs> I didn't know that there was a name for it. Yes, Fernando's the, like, I don't know. Fernando, don't you know. didn't know that? Yeah, we've always had a name for the Geekscape logo character. It's is Doug, it isn't it? It's always been Johnny Zap. Oh, Johnny! You didn't know that, Fernando? I did not know the name of my child. It's, I'm sorry. It's Johnny Zap, <laughs> and it and it's it graces the leg of our own listener Frank Sanders. You know, he got that tattooed on his leg. No, no I didn't know. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, you didn't. Oh, that's yes. Great. I didn't know. Yes. Oh wait, hold on. They're coming. Okay, see They're coming. Now. GTA. No. Mark. I Mark, can you, Mark, Mark can you come make sure that this ambulance doesn't go past our window again? <laughs> you just Mark, see a guy in a towel walk by Mark, you. <laughs> he puts a ramp in front of him. He puts like a bunch of stuff in front of my apartment. Heidi, just put a beard on. <laughs> Heidi, can you put it? <laughs> She's the beard in this room. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I knew that. But... I wasn't going to say that, but I thought it. <laughs> Let's be very clear, Geekscapers. <laughs> so... Is, is this just a continuation of the story or is it actual did did it actually lend itself to two pieces is it two pieces is there a third waiting for us it is a continuation of the story there's going to be three volumes broken up into two parts uh this is rise of the kung fu dragon master volume one and two then it's kind of following like an 80s movie format then it'll be fall of the kung fu dragon master volume one and two and then return of the kung fu dragon master volume one and two and then that will be the saga of the uh, dragon master you don't want son of Dragon Master. <laughs> well, we'll see how it does. Then, you know, if um, <laughs> if somebody wants to milk a franchise further than its prime, yeah, we'll jump the Dragon Master Shark if we need to. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of speaking of Kung Fu, y'all see, Sonny Chiba died. Yes, very yeah. sad. What he the did. fuck? Yeah, that was sad. COVID, All these motherfuckers couldn't kill him, and then he died of COVID complications. You know how many people in those I movies wonder- tried to kill him? When I first saw the news, I, it didn't say what he died of, it, but then um, it was COVID complications. It's COVID complications. And Sonny Chiba, we used to stay up all night in college watching Street Fighter and Sister Street Fighter and all those movies. But you got to see this. Have you seen Street Fighter, Katie? You're going to love it. Talk, talk. <laughs> I mean, have you seen it, Katie? There's a scene yeah. where this dude is trying to rape this woman. So Sonny Chiba climbs in this window to rescue her and is like, Fuck that. I'm going to rip his nuts off. And he punches the dude to double him over and then reaches off camera. And when he rips his hand back on camera, he's holding a whole bunch of pants and just bloody nuts. What? Wait. I, so you're telling me that right now I'm on Geekscape talking about a movie called Street Fighter and it's not the Van Damme one? Like, what <laughs> happened to this show? Man? No, 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 no. Like, no, no. We're talking about the Street Fighter. 
The Street Fighter <laughs> is Sonny Chiba. Street Fighter <laughs> is Van yeah, right, Damme. Right. How, how many Street Fighter <laughs> movies were there? There was a bunch. A there was, and they there were was, all very campy. There were like two or three Street Fighter movies. There was Sister. There was Sister Street Fighter, which is pretty great. Um, I, I think there that. were three or four, if you include Sister Street Fighter. And you may have, uh, if you haven't seen this movie, Fernando, you definitely have seen True Romance, and that's the movie that he's watching yeah. at the Vista at the beginning uh, of the movie. He's it, watching Street a, Fighter, um, and it's such a classic '70s, you know, pulpy type of film where you know he's a criminal, but he's a master fighter, and. You know, every woman in the movie um, that he kisses doesn't want him to at first, but then kind of warms to him. Into yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's a very confusing element. Super progressive. Where it's just like, I love that. I yeah, think yeah. This is where I didn't yeah. know what white knighting was. I'm changing my mind after this very forceful really kiss. Yes, it's, uh, yeah. it's there's a little bit of James Bond like rapiness to that. That's just like no, thank you. Just have to say, like it's a little very bit. refreshing yeah. that uh, someone else noticed that. You know, like. <laughs> It's nice for us to look back on those and be like, yeah, maybe not the greatest message to send out to kids. Yeah, you know what, Street Fighter? Next time, rip your own nuts off. Rip your own is... nuts off, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got to get for the takeaway. <laughs> I love that there are Geekscapers listening to this being like, Yo, I'm gonna watch that movie where the dude yeah. gets his nuts off. And, and Let's go see that. Look at that. I don't. I don't think a lot of people know that Sonny Chiba was in Kill Bill too. He was the one. He was the yes. sword maker. I yeah, know. Was, it was one of his final Hanzo. roles, I believe. He's mm-hmm. Tori Hanzo. He was also our friend uh, Brian T, who's been on the show, was in Tokyo Drift with Sonny Chiba. Oh, wow. I and if you're a if you're a Fast and Furious fan, uh, Brian T played the bad guy, and in, and in, in, uh, and I think the gang lord was Sonny Chiba. And mm-hmm. so I've only seen Tokyo Drift once. I mean, I, I really should revisit it. Now, was he playing the same character he did in Street Fighter? Yeah, he's been Wait, in that. Um, that's, yeah, go that's ahead. The, what? That's the one with the kid from Home Improvement, right? <laughs> the third no, one? To- to- Tokyo, Tokyo Drift oh, no. is the one with the kid no, from no, Sling Blade. No. Yeah, yeah, but before uh, that, before the guy gets like sent to Tokyo, he races the kid from Home Improvement, right? Jonathan Taylor Thomas? That. No, no, the other I didn't one. Know like, that. The, oh, the blonde one. <laughs> I think so. All I know, that was JCT, Zachary John Ty Bryant. Bryant. I think it is Zachary Ty Bryant, who was I in think, Vikings. Uh, I I don't know. I think he's I in Vikings. All I know is having seen all the fast movies, Tokyo Drift. You get this kid from Sling Blade who plays the. Yeah. yeah I'm going to go to Tokyo. I'm going to race, and he's fine. Suddenly, when you watch this Fast Nine. They assassinate his character. He's played like a hillbilly who like blows things up with gasoline to build a mm-hmm. rocket engine. And I was like, that's not the same character. They pretty much made him look like a buffoon, which um, led me to think about. Wait a minute. I... Wait a minute. Are you saying Fast and Furious retcons characters? Listen, pal. <laughs> what? All sorts of stuff retcons characters. You're about to get it. Ret- Listen, if we're going to talk about Marvel's What If, which we probably should, yeah. um, we should probably we should probably talk about Marvel's What If. We're going to talk about retconning because there's actually something to think about here. I heard that Marvel's What If is actually going to be a little bit of a setup for a retconning of the Marvel universe already. Could be. If you ha- have, you heard this rumor? That sounds like uh, that sounds I, like DC propaganda to me. I think, uh, well, I think we're talking about the ABC shows. Like, as in Agent Carter? And possibly 
the Agents of the Shield, Shield and possibly some okay. of the Netflix stuff. Oh, that, that makes sense. We're gonna cool. that I'm um, just covering Fernando up in this. Uh, yeah, I'm like Mike yeah. Wazowski or some shit. Oh, the, so, yeah, the Netflix that makes sense because that is yeah. not the Disney brand for Marvel that they want right now. But right now we're watching this 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 what if we've gotten two episodes in, and even though they look like separate episodes so far, I think there are eight in the season. It's becoming clearer and clearer that the what if is going to become its own cohesive continuity as these storylines, I think are going to start blending together. We've only really seen, uh, or the ones that were released to press, I think they only released three or four, the first three or four episodes of press. And I think that once we get further into the season, we start to realize that there's some, some overlapping and connections and that it's, it's its own little MCU, but you know, well, I mean, look, the multiverse has been cracked open and right. Disney plus TV shows have definitely invested in that aspect. Um, and I think we're going to see a little bit more of that in the films, but we're also not going to have to re-explain every single episode of things that people haven't watched in the films. So I think, I don't know if retconning necessarily, but I'm sure there's like some like, I, I feel like, you know, Peggy Carter's character in What If, I think she's going to come in at some point into the actual movies. It's live like, action. Yeah, the live action movies. That'd be cool. Get her, get her while you can, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, once you open up the, you know, the multiverse and, you know, Earth, you know, even like in DC Earth 2 or whatever, it's sure. you, you kind of open up all the kind of possibilities for um, crossovers and different uh, universes, but also you run the risk of very lazy writing because they're like, well, no, it's an alternate universe. We could do whatever we want and there's no consequences. So I, I hope agree, they don't fall into that. Well, I don't think they, the plan is kind of going that way is at least from the most recent shows. And like, look, I, I am very vocal about being a big fan of the Disney plus shows. Like every week I'm just like, Oh my God, Disney's killing it. <laughs> um, because they are. And I feel like they're, they're doing the little things that a lot of like the comic book nerds want to see. They're doing a lot of the things that like the fans of the movies kind of want to see or want to know more about. I feel like they're kind of making a nice balance between all of the lore, all of the fun and all of like what can move forward. It just, it feels like they didn't just crack open like all the comic books. They cracked open the entire multiverse and it feels like they're taking their time with it. And I love it. And the deep, the deep cuts that are there are good deep cuts. Yes. Uh, like I'm enjoying in this last episode when the collector, you know, you get a little bit more of Benicio del Toro's collector. There's a fight sequence where he's pulling out different kinds of weaponry and there's some deep cuts in there and there's some fun stuff in that, in the, in that sequence of the collectors. Um, now I don't remember him being so buff too, even in the comics. It like, was very, uh, it was uh, anime seemed, how, how yeah. fantastic he was. It yeah. was awesome. I love uh, the art style in this series. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Fernando, I wanted to know your opinion and uh, if that's kind of the style that you like as well. Or I mean, it's not the only style I like, but it's gorgeous. I, uh, I read somewhere uh, that uh, they're basing a lot of the style on the old J.C. Liondecker paintings from like the 40s and 50s, you know, and wow. putting them through this a new like CGI filter and the way they use lighting and volume and the animation itself is gorgeous. Like even if you if you don't like the stories, I just think they're gorgeous to look at. So just on that front, I'm all in. 
And if you don't like the stories, there's a whole different one coming up. Exactly. Well, I, I, unless they like cross them all together and they have to I, watch all of them to get whatever the hell's going I, on. I think I they're going to start. I mean, my assumption, and I've been talking about this with Ian, and of course, because he's the encyclopedia of comic book knowledge, uh, at least Geekscapes, and we think that they're going to start being, th- th- these these what-if stories that are like, oh, it'd be cool if this or that, they're going to start mattering to the bigger framework. And what I've told, what I've said on the show before is that it, it obviously re- reminds me of like a Don Bluth animation style, which I really love. Um, I think the next episode we're going to start seeing like the the zombie cap and zombie Hawkeye and stuff like that. And that stuff just reminded me of like when you die in Dragon Slayer and oh, like right. you turn into bones and stuff. <laughs> the Don Bluth darkish yeah, animation. Mm-hmm. But the writing is really good too. I thought that the treatment of T'Challa, uh, you know, which is, I thought that was really nice and yeah. it was dedicated to Chadwick Boseman and. I thought yeah. the second one definitely um, f- felt more coherent than the first one. Like the first one with, you know, the Red Skull and um, Captain Britain, it felt like a little rush. Like we have to hit all of Steve Rogers' uh, story points b- before 30 minutes runs out. Whereas right. the T'Challa Starlord one really felt like its own kind of thing where it took its time and went in its own direction. So I hope we see more of that. I just, I just love that the message of that episode is that Starlord is a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> original yeah. Chris Pratt version yes. is a dick. Exactly, is a like dick. he's the worst. And then, and then T'Challa as a person just makes everyone better. Exactly. Like yeah, I just even love that. Thanos. That was the through line. Oh, that was the best. Was when uh, he's like, w- w- the I'm accuser. A good argument. Yeah. The, 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 you know, he's hunted by the accuser, and the accuser's like, "Oh, I'm the biggest fan ever." <laughs> and you're just like, and now he's just like a fanboy. He turns everybody into a fanboy. He turned Thanos into a teammate. I was yeah. like, this is great. That was fantastic. And can yeah. we just talk about Jaiman Hunsu's performance um, of being, I've never heard him be so goofy before. And I, I want to see Jaiman in a, in a comedy now. Like, mm-hmm. but, like that's something that I need from all of this because I was like, he's going so fast. And like, you know, he's in, he's just like beautiful movies. And I love his performances every time I see him. Uh, he's also very tall and very beautiful in person. Um, <laughs> yes, putting that out there. But um <laughs> But like this comedy was something that I did not expect. And I was like, I want more of that somewhere. Yeah. What if is actually becoming something that's not just, oh, it doesn't matter to the bigger MCU. I, you know, I, I can skip it. I think it's going to matter. And that being said, because of the multiverse that got opened up in Loki, I think that they can they can try and soft reboot, retcon, whatever they want. Those ABC shows are still going to matter. The Netflix shows are still going to matter. Those characters might come back in different forms. There's a rumor that Matt Murdock is in the next Spider-Man movie as a lawyer. You're going to see Charlie Cox's Daredevil come back, supposedly. But um, I think it all matters. It'll always matter. And I know what Chris is saying with, hey, we can get a little more loose goose with with the writing because it's multiverse. Uh, the flip side of that, although I agree that definitely happens, the flip side of it is, yeah, but if you enjoy the story, even in humans, it still matters to you. You know, even ABC's in humans, it can yeah. still matter to you. It doesn't have to just be uh, scraped away. Bolt T asks, well, will there be any new characters introduced in What If? Sentry, maybe, in the zombie story? I mean, Sentry is like a pretty heavy hitter. 
uh, when it comes to the power set on Sentry, we're talking about a Superman with multiple, like really bad personality disorder. <laughs> like, uh, maybe he has like, oh, Sentry's a tough one. Introducing Sentry into the MCU, you're introducing a pretty major. That's like introducing a, a Captain like Marvel is like that would be oh. something that like people would like hear like oh they're casting so and so for who would you guys yeah. cast for Sentry? I don't. I, I mean, again, I would steer clear of putting Sentry in the MCU because he's such a, a Superman comparable, sure. and he breaks your plot in the same way that Captain Marvel breaks your plots because they're so open. That's why you take her off planet through. Most you take of her off planet movie. for like yeah. oh, with like a throwaway line. I had to go check on those places. Yeah. I had to go check on those places. Thanos like, isn't affecting. Like I gotta say, it's, I have to go my to my favorite, <laughs> it's my favorite superhero move when Captain Marvel just busts through all of the planets. That's, That's my favorite. Thing. Remember me? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> if you hadn't left, this movie would have been 10 minutes long. Thank you. Well, I, I mean, they, they have to... Um... Um, do that with the next Marvel movie too. Like it's actually even in the trailer, the with uh, um, the Eternals, yeah. the Eternals. Like, well, why didn't you help with the uh, <laughs> with the war? We like, uh, yeah, we weren't supposed to. We no, were we were told. here the whole time. We just, I mean, you know. but we were also kind of getting yeah. that as well yeah. in Loki with the time. Uh, not council, yeah, the time. Yeah, the the, the, the time, time lords. lords. Time yeah. lords. Yeah, where they were like, "Well, why didn't you just stop Thanos?" You know, yeah. uh, it's like well, about the, like, uh, the Avengers uh, went back in time. What about that? And they're like, "Yeah, it was that was supposed, supposed to, to happen." Yeah, that was part oh. of the timeline. You don't no, understand. I, mean, like, I did understand, like with like the sacred timeline and everything. Mm-hmm. Sure, that like mm-hmm. that made sense in their context, but. When you've got all these different things that you could actually retcon an entire, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. it, it's 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 all it's all, almost like a meta homage homage sorry to like the yeah. way Stan Lee would build all this shit up because like every month he'd be like, well now this happens and now there's other yeah thing. yeah mm-hmm. you know they had so to keep covering the, the way comics have always been made. <laughs> it's just and this is like the budget. overall story that affects everything in this the Marvel yeah. universe or that affects everything in the DC universe and then you I, know you have all of these uh these big stories but then you would have them all the time. Like, well, what about that last big story? Yeah, that's over. We're doing another one now. I think but, uh, Disney yeah. is like, wait, we have to mail people no prizes now? Like, remember when yeah. you caught... Remember in, in Marvel, like, you caught a continuity error and you yeah, would yeah. write to the editor you and be like, no wait, prize. this doesn't make sense because you would get a no prize at the editorial. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for watching a movie. This is getting so dense that, like, when you watch a movie, there should be a little caption that shows up at the bottom with an asterisk that says editor's note. And it explains what you had to watch in order to watch this well, part. They could, I, they could probably I, do that in like Disney plus just like a, a little window. Totally. Yeah, up, like you should watch this to understand yeah. what they just said. Mm-hmm. You know? um, yeah. Yeah. The a no prize watch party. There it, were it people feels a little like Amazon prime when they like, when you pause it and see what actor it is. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. uh, the yeah. part, and part someone of the VH one is like hanging themselves. Now I did that with pop-up video 20 years ago. <laughs> right. Y'all want to learn about TLC? Um, <laughs> yes. I, uh, I, I did get pumped when I saw the full shot of the celestial in the Eternals trailer. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, baby, bring mm-hmm. the weird. We've seen celestials before. Peter Quill's father ego is a celestial. We saw the right. head of a, a celestial in Guardians. Mm-hmm. Like very brief uh, moments. There have been wow. celestials, but to see the celestial suit, like the Kirby esque celestial suit, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, baby, yeah. Well, that, they it's going to start getting weird. They appear, but it's in, like, not for Galactus. A though. 
it's not, not Galactus. Not Galact- people no. on the internet, yeah, people yeah. on the internet were like, "Whoa, is that Galactus?" No, yeah, Galactus no. is a cloud. Be very yeah. clear. <laughs> Cinematically, Galactus is a cloud. Right. He will not come in any other form. <laughs> he is a cloud. All right. Uh, speaking of which, in the last episode of What If, when you know they end up spreading that thing that makes everything the dead planet come to life i thought that was kind of interesting where the celestial's head started growing grass and mm-hmm. things like that and i was like does that give birth again to the celestial head well celestials have a celestial seed and sure. you can bring life to a planet by yeah. planting a celestial seed and uh, do we want to do this? I don't know if I can do this. I think I need Ian Kerner to do this. I was this, just going to say, but, I was like, do you need Ian? <laughs> what, 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 what brings life to a planet, and I think the Eternals are roughly the, guardi- the, the gardeners of Earth, is that the garden has been seeded with a celestial seed. That is what happened. That is what brought life to Earth. And the, and the Eternals' job is to just be the gardener and let it grow, but not necessarily get too involved until shit starts hitting the fan. And there's been all sorts of cool storylines. Like I remember when they did the soft reboot to bring the image creators to when they did uh, Heroes Return. And Why do you have like, to bring that Avengers, stuff up, man? I know, like, but, but in the late Why? 90s, stuff was not good. <laughs> but you had like, Onslaught. So Onslaught was the character that was the amalgamation of like when Xavier went crazy and like amalgamated with Magneto and created Onslaught, which was like a super psychic, powerful mega character. And remember that storyline, like Franklin Richards, when the Fantastic Four returned to the mainstream MCU, like Franklin Richards helped save everybody from Onslaught because he well, yeah, was he the only one who could universe where everyone went, where everybody yeah. went. And that was like the heroes were born stuff. And then he brought them back and like actually, helped and no like, one had feet like, in that universe for some reason i think franklin <laughs> like, became galactus or like removed the celestial seed listen the 90s sucked all right let's just admit like, the 90s comics started to kind of suck but there are parts that are fun yeah uh, they're not a lot of them but yeah I, fernando well, i'm sorry i, I, I do no, remember right, it, i don't I, think I, it was I, the I, 90s I think it made him in ten years ago, maybe. I don't know. You'd have what? to look it up. But uh, the what? Eternals had a great run by um, oh, Neil, Neil Gaiman. Neil, Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, that was a really good miniseries. I remember because that was kind of like my first time of reading the Eternals. I'm like, oh, these are really cool. Um, someday when Marvel makes a cinematic universe, they should really use this. So, <laughs> do you think? Well, I'll ask you that, Chris. Um, because I have a differing opinion, uh, as much as I love Neil Gaiman and I will read anything that John Romita Jr. draws. Cause I think mm-hmm. he's the, I think he's one of the top five artists in comics. Tell me what the story was in that Eternals. For the story Eternals. was, is that, uh, the Eternals, some of them couldn't even remember that they were Eternals. There were people that were trying to kill them. And then they mm-hmm. realized that they were kind of immortal, but they started learning it very slowly and it got really into, uh, depth about how they had like uh, microscopic force fields around them that could prevent them from being killed and ultimately it was about the war between them and the um inhumanoids or whatever they yeah. they were called no uh, as a writer and they had a, a they had a ritual battle towards the end and the um monsters got their dignity <laughs> as a writer and, uh, i'm gonna ask you to adapt ended that on a, uh, to a screenplay for a cinematic film, yeah. and you, you tell me if I don't have to. Somebody already did it. Yeah, listen. Go backwards into a I remember reading that Neil Gaiman story and like the the current Eternal story, and just being like, 
yeah i don't you know i don't know if this is i don't know if these the eternals are for me i mean the the thing with jack kirby is Mm -hmm. his relationship with stan lee in marvel had started to deteriorate by the late 60s because they were just taking his stuff and rocking out with it and so he had a secret part of his desk where he's like you know what i'm not getting any royalties i'm not getting profit when jim steranko came over and they gave him so much leeway on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Nick Fury. All the creators who had been there for 10 years and built Marvel were like, this Jim Stranko guy came over from advertising and they gave him the keys of the kingdom. They're kissing his butt. What about me? So Jack Kirby started keeping a drawer in his desk, supposedly, where he would put Darkseid and all of those characters that he later brought over to D.C., because he was like, you know what? If they're not going to give me credit for all this stuff, if like Inhumans isn't my thing, I'm just going to start keeping this this fourth world stuff to myself. And it wasn't until DC came calling and, and coaxed him to, to come over and work for the Distinguished Competition that we got those fourth world characters of those yeah. came out. Because and they said, bring your drawer that they obviously yeah. knew about. They knew right. about it. It's like, it's like, dude, yeah. we know you're creating characters. <laughs> we know you have all those ideas. Mm-hmm. Stop giving them to the company that doesn't give you royalties. Yeah, and, they uh, had like a Black Widow um, kind of uh, plant in the Marvel offices, kind of looking around and seeing everything. I the was way wondering Tony Stark if there's had. like some yeah. kind of corporate espionage between the two. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> sure. and Carmen. It, it, well, it yeah. was it was Carmen Infantino. Was he it was Jack? He moved Jack Kirby to San Diego. Like it was almost like you got to move to the other side of the freaking continent to get away with something but um yeah carmen infantino was the guy who like helped run dc in like late 60s early 70s who's credited with bringing jack kirby over mainly because of the rifts that had started up here after jim serenko came over and just started you know they literally gave him the keys to the kingdom and everybody looked up and was like yo stan we've been busting our butts creating these huge comic characters for you and you get Come on, man! And so that did not make a lot of. Have friends. you have you read the the uh, Jack Kirby biography that that was done by Tom Scioli last year? Isn't like it's it's a graphic novel that tells the whole life of Jack. Oh, it's Kirby. got pictures. I, I can read that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's it's, drawn. It, it's a comic book. It, don't don't worry about it. Don't. That's yeah, cool, yeah. though. It's the the life of the King of Comics. It was written and drawn by Tom Scioli. It's a great great book, and it's so sad, dude. Super oh. yeah, a lot of those creators did not end up well Damn. um yeah but you were forced to sign these deals like you uh, when when you were gonna cash your check you'd have to sign it in the back and it said like you're giving away all your rights by signing this check so you either got paid or you know or he didn't <laughs> exactly so it's it's Is uh, that the Crap. Or they probably the would have found deal? a way to keep it anyway, even if you didn't agree no, <laughs> once, once you made it. Chris, is that the kind of deal you forced Fernando into here for of this course, uh, Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master? Um, you know, I think our business is private, and I don't think it's germane <laughs> to the conversation. We're very here. curious about like what the transaction <laughs> is. <laughs> I, I am not at liberty to say. I am trying. Uh, I, listen, uh, let me just look at this. Let, let, let's get back to the Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master, which is being kickstarted right now. Um, and uh, let's let's take a look at this Kickstarter. And uh, mainly what I'm just so we can pay Fernando. I mean, yeah, mainly yes. what I'm looking for here is I'm looking <laughs> for the title of the project as Mancini and Pinto's Rise of the Dra- Kung Fu Dragon Master. But I'm not seeing that Geekscapist. I don't see any ownership on Fernando's part. <laughs> oh. 
I don't know. Actually, none of our names are on that part. Oh, dear. Um, White Cat Entertainment. Fernando, how much of White Cat do you have? (laughs) I am not a real estate at this moment. Whose company is White Cat Entertainment? That's mine. But again, like your company, uh, Fernando did the logo. Yeah. For, for, listen, what, for, what's, for that Nancy, what's that uh, character called? What's that character? Listen, at least at least he remembers the name of your characters. <laughs> <laughs> at least Fernando has a respect for you to remember That's his characters. That that cat that cat is named after my um my old cat that was actually a white cat that lived almost twenty one years. Uh, oh my named god! Avatar way before the movie, and Whoa. she was actually my writing partner. She would come and like sit with me while I would write, and uh, so I wanted to name the uh, new company after. Okay. Well, what's your company co- going to be called, Fernando, after this uh, this split that y'all have creatively uh, over financial after matters? Everything I've signed, I'd have, I have to call it Mancini Entertainment. I have really good lawyers. Yeah. Don't threaten us. We, we got Graham on the line here. He's going to join the podcast and call them. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Fernando's down there and he's just like, there's a reason why I say I don't see my family right now. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is going to text me and be like, Jonathan, what the fuck? Like, we got Graham out. Graham out with joining the show right here. Just kidding. I love, I love Chris. Chris is ex. Uh, pod, uh, podcasting partner with comedy yeah. film nerds. Well, everything we're saying years. is the man. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a joke. Yeah, it's it's a people at home know we're joking. Fernando's yeah. a good dude. <laughs> he just lives in Chile so you can pay him less, I think is what we're talking about here. Wait, Jonathan, when do the jokes end? Please stop. Yeah. Stop. Uh, they don't end. What I want y'all to do, though, the jokes will end when y'all finance this book. You go to exactly. whitecanentertainment.com yep. We're at, you, we're at about 70, a little over 70%, about 13 days left. So we need the Geekscape army. Get us over to yeah. the uh, um, the win zone. Yeah. Let's go so, Geekscape. So I, enjoyed the, I enjoyed the first uh, bit of the story. I obviously enjoy uh, the, the fantasy book y'all did, the Faraway book. I thought that was mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, and Geekscape is go click through, click through this Kickstarter and see if there's anything that strikes your fancy. You aren't just helping Chris Mancini. You're also helping our boy, Fernando Pinto. Yes. Who's been with us from before Geekscape. He did the Geek Drum logo and, um, look at his artwork here. It's pretty fantastic. You can check it out by going to whitecatentertainment.com and clicking through to this Kickstarter and helping him out. Yeah, it's yeah. really it's a fun book too. Like it just had a lot of fun writing it and going through the panels with Fernando is always really fun. And it, it was just like I wanted to make sure it was funny, but had a lot of action, cool martial arts, and but also kind of like that fantasy element of like Big Trouble in Little China and uh, all all those kind of like um, '80s buddy comedies too. But also the age we're in now, there's some elements of like toxic masculinity and uh, how anger can kind of destroy you. So mm-hmm. there's a, kind of like modern themes and like a, uh, a retro package a little bit uh, because I wanted to kind of put all those things together. One thing that I'm seeing here, uh, and I've, I, I stopped the screen on a Geekscape, as I'll tell you uh, audibly for you podcast listeners, is um, if you just pledge 10 bucks, you get the, the book, you get the digital copy of volume two that's better than some it's great i think ten dollars is cool to get the story but if you just do 20 you actually get the physical copy in it signed and what i'm the guy who has to have the physical copy i like i think for me comics are something that i read in bed it's tactile i touch my comics i smell my comics i kiss my comics good night 
it gets weird here. Yeah. But yeah. I love Poor comics. Heidi just yeah. has to put like a piece of paper <laughs> over her face. Oh, no. Hi- oh, Heidi's <laughs> fine. If, if Heidi ever gets annoyed with me, she's like, don't you have a comic to read? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what she like does? Well, fire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what she'll do is she'll just say, if, if she wants to drop the hint, she'll just put a stack of comics by the couch. Right. <laughs> okay. She'll just be like, there you go. And, it's and, like, and drop it's the like, hint, you need to go just, away now. Yeah. yeah, why don't you spend the night out here? And I, I noticed, too, you stopped on the signed physical copy. Uh, one of the things I wanted to do, too, is I didn't want to charge people extra for my signature because it's always like a lot of campaigns do more for signed. I wanted everyone to get the signature, so it's fine. Uh, I just made it sure, like, if you buy the book, I'm going to sign it. I think Aww. it's great. I think it's really cool. Um, and you can get volume one, too. You can get volume one, too, if you missed it. That's an add-on, or there's uh, tiers where you could get both uh, together. Let me take a look at this. That's okay, awesome. so $20, you get the new book. Uh, 35, you get two signed physical copies of the book, so you can throw one at somebody mm-hmm. or just give it to a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the tier we're talking about. Uh, 40 bucks, it's 20 bucks a book. You get volume one and volume two, and they're signed. Uh, you also get digital versions of that. So if, you know, you can read it digitally, um, you can, you get the physical versions. So I think that works. And for 20 bucks, I mean, graphic novels, those collected trade paperbacks, they cost 20 bucks. So here you go. You got two of them um, for 40. So that, that math works out. Um, <laughs> Bolte yes. says, yeah. wait, we're just really says, hitting you on the numbers. Yeah. Right <laughs> Bolte says, Heidi puts a comic over her face and cuts the lips out. How dare you? That's sad. We said that she was a It depends on the comic. It depends on the comic. I will not kiss. I will not kiss Batman comics no i think that those send the wrong message yeah no, from no. what i know batman does not do a lot of those things so yeah i don't know batman bat- batman, batman does not get physical doesn't go anywhere we're yeah. getting back to the eternals again aren't we yeah <laughs> um no geekscape i'm being serious with y'all right now uh go to go to whitecatentertainment.com and check out the book and check out this kickstarter and see how you can help out our boys uh chris and fernando um y'all have your shang chi trailer uh tickets yet no, did you pre-order? Hell yeah. We have a shorthand over here that basically when like a trailer comes up and we're into it, it goes we, straight to the pre-order. Well, there's a there's a there's a group text that Ian is on with us, and the shorthand is Ian get tickets. Ian get tickets <laughs> isn't literally like Ian get tickets, although sometimes it is. It's this looks good. Ian get tickets, yeah. which Geeks gave us, feel free to say that uh, when you join our Facebook group or find us on Instagram or Twitter. If something looks good to you, the shorthand is Ian get tickets, because that's basically what we've been saying for years when anything is uh, cool for us. And I heard that the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer dropped. Just dropped. Our friend uh, Garrett Briona said that oh, as that we're recording this, the no, uh, I'm sorry, the, the No Way Home trailer Marvel's hand kind of got forced because there was a cell phone leak of the trailer without effects. So Marvel's like, let's clean this up and get it out there. So we're excited to watch that trailer. Uh, Once we wrap up here, I'll go immediately and watch that trailer and get all salivating. But um, it's probably Ian get tickets when it comes to Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm excited to see that trailer and see that movie. A lot of stuff coming at us. So again, did you get your Shang-Chi tickets? Ian get tickets. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten yet. mine yet, but I'm definitely going to. Our, our movie theaters literally just reopened where 
I live, like we, ours were kind of close because we have the Pacific and the arc lights. So they all like literally went out of business together. <laughs> so ours just reopened. So I have, I'm sure there's plenty of tickets left for a literally brand new movie theater. So I haven't gotten them yet, but I will. Yeah, I don't think we're in too much of a rush. The ticket returns on Suicide Squad was disappointing. I loved that movie, but there might have been 20 people in the entire theater, which I think yeah. for safety was fantastic. Right. Yeah. Or Warner Brothers yeah. was terrible. And Sony pivoted by pulling Venom and, and delaying it a bit to see yeah. if the Delta variant would, would pick it up a little bit more. HBO Max, things kind of even out a little bit, I think. If a lot of people were watching it there, I don't think uh, Warner was too upset about it. No, I think the I think what what scared people was was Sony being like, uh, let's not release Venom quite yet because we don't necessarily have our online platform, and obviously Marvel saw it and was like, oh, we don't want to get sued by one of our stars again, so let's just go strict, uh, let's go strict theaters. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm being silly, but the truth is, I don't know what the strategy really is with Shang Chi. Being theatrical only, um, I'd love to see that movie in theaters. I heard it's great. I'm we don't know what it. the window is now either. Like, have they announced like from uh, theatrical to pay per view to Disney Plus yet? What the window is? Or they, they said forty five days. From what I heard, forty five days. 45. Okay. But we'll see. I mean, Geekscape is just so much content that we're going to be here for you to tell yeah. you all about it. We got shows across the network. I think we're up to like fourteen, fifteen shows right now. We added a, an an anime show called waifus and weeaboos to the network so enjoy that i've wanted an animation for a long <laughs> i like time. how you went like this like i i i listen to this show for i listen to this show to approve it because it's our buddy nick in philly i don't know what the f this guy is talking about he i don't he's talking about anime like this that, is, this is deep a call cuts. card so that bring Jonathan on so you can deep cut. He's talking about this stuff, but he's talking like a guy from Philly and he's like this motherfucker here and da, da, da. And he's talking like a tough guy from Philly and he's talking about anime. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I just know I love hearing him talk about it because it's <laughs> so funny. So <laughs> Check that out. Our network's growing. Check out our Netflix. Our, uh, our Netflix. Check oh, out Netflix? our YouTube. Oh, <laughs> wow, you are growing. That's an April first release. There. <laughs> Check out our YouTube, our Facebooks, our Instagrams. But if you do one thing on this show, it's check out whitecatentertainment.com and go support our friends Chris and Fernando. That's what we got to do. Where can we follow you all on social media? Uh, I'm actually at uh, Chris J. Mancini on Twitter and also just go to whitecatentertainment.com and that has all, all the links to the uh, other stuff. Yeah, and for you, me, Fernando? just go to linktree slash Fernando Pinto Art and you can find uh, all my so- so- social media there on my comics, all my stuff. Okay. He's a fun okay. follow on Instagram, I just have to say. <laughs> I love uh, I love Fernando in all his forms. <laughs> He's the best man. We've been friends for over 15 years, dude. We got to keep collaborating. Um, yeah. And Katie, how do we follow you? At El Sassy Pants on all things except for TikTok. It's El Sassy Pants with a Z at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and Geekscape is, I like uh, it. <laughs> you can follow us on all the socials and check out all our shows on all your podcatchers. What really helps is if you hit the share button and tell your friends about Geekscape. It doesn't have to be this show. It could be any of the shows on our network. It could be our YouTube channel. It can be our Twitch. 
really whatever gets the Geekscape out there, we're just creating a fun community and fun environment where we can, you know, help each other explore and get excited and be like, Ian, get tickets about all these cool releases that are coming at us literally every other day at this point. It's a great time to be a geek and we're just kind of riding the wave. Um, Geekscapus, check out that Patreon too that keeps a roof over Matt Kelly's head. We have a lot of content coming to that Patreon right now um, in the coming months, so look forward to that. Uh, we're trying to make it worth your while. And for Katie, Fernando, and Chris, thank you all so much for coming on Geekscape and for being a part of it. I love you guys. Thanks, and I Jonathan. love you, Katie. Katie. We wow. will thank see so y'all on the flip on the next episode. Peace, my friends. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 